Welcome to the Good Fight Tattoo Podcast. Here's your opportunity to eavesdrop on the conversations and stories that are told in our tattoo studio in London. There will be adult themes and strong language, so listener discretion is advised. In this week's episode, I talk with our German guest artist about the movement in tattooing to try and reclaim the swastika. We also talk about the rise of the far right and how and why that happens. And we talk about sriracha sauce. That's all mainly at the front of the podcast. So get through that and you'll get to the juicy stuff at the end. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. Yeah, there we go. We're recording. Sweet. What were we talking about yesterday when we were in the pub? There was something we were talking about. I'll tell you what we were talking about yesterday. About strange German words. Well, no. Well, we were talking about strange German words. But you blew my mind with the fucking um, talk about different types of sriracha sauce. Yeah. <laughs> That's like... I need to get hold of some of that now. I didn't know. I thought there was just the green top one and the 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 one that's the vegan mayo. No, I can I can go over them for you. So it's the green one, which is the mildest. Then so the one that most people get, the the normal one's the mildest. Yeah, yeah, right. it actually is. Then you have a. Uh, it's kind of grayish. Right. It's a light gray. Yeah. That's the garlic one. Right. Then you have the darker gray one, right. which is actually very similar to the red one. I don't really get the difference. Right, okay. It's a little lighter than the red one. Then you have the red one, which is a little hotter. So each time it goes up slightly hotter in a scale. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then after the red one, there's the black one, which is extremely hot. And there's a lot more, which I haven't tried yet. But with the mayo is nice too. With the black one, right? How much more spicy is that than the green one? A lot. Is it like five times the green one? More. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, I'd say the red one is four times the green one. Right. And the black one might be four times the red one. Whoa. So that's a massive step up. Yeah, so that's 16 times, I think. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I'm very st- strong now. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm don't scared. Be I want to try it, but I'm scared. You need a challenge. I don't know if I need that challenge. Your your spice game. Step up your spice game. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll become a spice boy. <laughs> so yeah, spice master. But yeah, ge- German words. We were talking about strange German words last night. Yeah, you were complaining about all the articles in Germany that we have like three. You only have one. All of the what? All, what the what? Sorry, the articles. The what? Daddy does, and you have only the. What do you call them? Articles. 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 Yeah. I've never heard them referred to as that. No. No. Maybe it doesn't exist in English. <laughs> no. Simple language. <laughs> <laughs> you and your rudimentary language. <laughs> now we have three genders, so to say. It's what you call it. There's male, these female, thus is neutral. That's what I've always referred to them as, like the, the genders of gendering objects. That's the thing I don't understand, why you would gender an object. What is the benefit of gendering an object? I had to make something up now, so I don't really is there know. Any, is there anything behind that? Is there any logic? No, not that I know. Because I was, I was reading a thing recently when it was talking about in German language, and like, I think French does it as well, doesn't it? Yeah, French does it as well, but they own 
I think. Yeah, French does it as well. French does it as well, but. But I was reading an article about where, uh, like, an idea of getting rid of gendering objects and things as a as a means to like not gendering people and things as well to not gender everyone. Yeah, that and everything. That sounds like a good idea for not gendering things anymore, and and that's a good thing. But it might be terrible for my language because. I'd be messed up. I couldn't speak anymore. Why would you be messed up? What would yeah, German relies on that stuff? But surely you I might have to move move out of the country <laughs> and just learn another language. That's a bit dramatic. <laughs> surely it would be easier to just go. But this is the thing I don't understand, right? When so, why would things have to be gendered? Like a table had, would have to be male and a chair would be female and. What what's the necessity of that? Why I don't can't know. it? Why can't they just be one word? Because essentially, it's like saying the table, the chair, right? Yeah. Why can't they just be one word? I mean, there is in your language, and I think it's much more practical. But I why don't know. Why can't they be in yours? Why can't Why can't you learn that? Why do you think it'd be difficult to learn that? Because I'm just used to using three words. I was going to say lazy then, but that's actually more hard work. <laughs> Stop being so fucking lazy using more words unnecessarily. Yeah, I grew up with it, so it kind of feels natural to me. But the more we talk about it, the more strange it gets. Yeah. Because, like, since yesterday, I've, I try to think about why several objects are, like, have a specific gender in our language, and I can't come up with a reason. I mean, like, at first I thought maybe things that kind of look male will be male, like a sausage is male. It right. kind of makes sense because it's a phallic thing. Yeah. But a, a cucumber, which is a phallic thing too, is female. Right. So that can't be it. Why? That, that, yeah, that doesn't make any sense then. And a uterus, which is obviously female, has a male article in Germany. None of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. This is why you, the language is so fucking hard to learn. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for Germans who love logic and rules, yeah, but maybe that's why you'd find it difficult to, to relearn, because, you know, it's a rule that that's the way it works. And, you know, we were talking earlier about Germans loving a rule. Yeah, yeah, that might be, that might be a reason for it. I think just Germans might just like to, to have a complicated language and, and brag about it a little. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they just like to make things difficult. I mean, it makes an interesting topic to talk about, so at least that's that. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I don't know, it's kind of it's weird. Do you think, like, that's like, with things like that, there's like loads of German stereotypes, you know, like we were just sort of taking the piss out of Germans loving a rule and being logical. Yeah. With things like that, do you get pissed off with people talking about things like that? Not at all. You don't I mean, all. Germans make fun of it too. I mean, when, when a friend of mine complains that I'm five minutes late, I'm, I, I too say, like, don't be so German. This <laughs> is just like a normal thing to say. Do you think there's anything like unfair that you get as being German? Like that? Now, I think in Germany we have so... Like in, in at least in the part of Germany where I live, we have so so many different nationalities that there's not like the 
German prototype doesn't even exist. So the German prototype is in that area is rather the cliche, the same cliche that you use if you're right. talking about the German uh, in that context. So it's more like uh, how you call it. It's more like an idea than there are really people that are always on time and stick so to their rules. It doesn't actually really happen where you're from in Germany. That those sorts of things aren't real. They are, but they rarely come together all in one person. <laughs> and if that happens, pretty much funny to everyone around. <laughs> as soon as it stops being annoying, then if that happens, being fun. If that happens, do we need to start worrying about Nazi Germany again? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if that happens, Germans are all about their rules. Yeah. And being a Nazi is kind of forbidden in the law because you can't, you can't, you can't wear swastikas and stuff like that. So if the regular German is very law-abiding, you don't have to worry about Nazis coming back because they're not allowed to. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad you brought up the swastika thing, actually. Right? Because that's something that we should talk about. Mm. So you know. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, they, like I've only it's only just come to my mind as you've said it. Yeah. Like with this, there's a there's a movement in this country and a lot of other countries about reclaiming the swastika in tattooing. Yeah, we have that movement too, yeah. Is there? Yeah. What do you think of it? What's your viewpoint? I think uh, the argument that you shouldn't leave the symbol to nationalists and racists is a fair point because they didn't invent it. And I think you, I sh I think you shouldn't let them claim it for themselves. So <laughs> I think it's a fair point to say it's a, it's a natural, uh, not a natural, but it's an ancient symbol with, which is not associated with racism and stuff like that. So it shouldn't become that. But uh, it already has. Yeah, it already it's has. It's already been co-opted. Yeah. This is the thing. That, that, that argument denies the idea that things can be co-opted. Like, yeah. like it's already synonymous with racism. Yeah, it is. But I think... If you set it in the right context, like if you if you support that movement in an area where the symbol existed before the Third Reich and stuff yeah, like that, absolutely, it's perfectly fine. And it the 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 undoing of the corruption could, should and could start there, I think. Yeah. But you can't just sit down in Germany and say, "Hey, I'm gonna get my body covered in swastikas because they're not racist." Yeah, we had bad history that with that symbol so we kind of can't just be part of that movement, well this is what I, I think as well like my my sort of viewpoint on it is like okay cool I understand the, the idea like if you're Hindu or if you're Buddhist or you're from that sort of where it originates from if you're of that you know that religion if you're of that from that part of the world then yeah okay you've got a right to reclaim it yeah. what I don't like is white people with dreadlocks who want to be naughty, getting swastikas tattooed all over them, but then trying to go, no, 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 I'm just reclaiming it for what it originally meant. It's actually a Buddhist thing. And you're like, are you fucking Buddhist? Do you have any claim on this thing in the first place? Yeah. If you don't, then you're not reclaiming it. You're claiming it. You're claiming it again, so to say. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're co-opting it. Yeah, in a, in another way, but it's still the same corruption happening. Yeah. So, in, like with things like that, with uh, do you know anyone with swastika tattoos? Uh, not personally, no. Not at all. Not at no all. No tattooists. But I'm from Germany, so you you can't really do it there. There's like 
There's almost no people wearing swastika tattoos there. What about like things like pattern work and like stuff where nope. there's Japanese tattoos? Did, does no one use like saigata patterns and things? No. no, no one does. There, there are people doing this, and it's mostly tattoo artists that are that have been tattooing for a very long time, kind of adapted that culture and stuff like that. Mm. So they really soaked up this thought of reclaiming the the. Um, motive for for another culture which is not um, violent and racist so other people who haven't been um, thinking about it such a long time don't have the courage to to because it's a bold move it's a bold move to wear one or to to yeah. put one on someone's skin so it's mostly very very yeah tattoos that are in business very long time and there's one or two guys or girls who have been claiming it for themselves that are a little younger, but yeah, it's kind of hypocrisy in that's in that situation, and they kind of use it to to because they know people will make a fuss about it and talk about them, mm. and that's I'd, stupid. I think that's where it comes from. I think like I'm skeptical of people who want to get swastikas, and I know people have got them. And if they listen to the podcast, I'm sorry, but I think the reasoning why people get them. It's bullshit to, 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 to this idea that you're trying to be some sort of hero and reclaim, a, a, like you say, a motive yeah. for what it used to mean. I think that's bollocks. Why do you care so much about a swastika? Why do you give a shit so much about that? Why is it that one? <laughs> Why is that your cause? That's a fair point. Why is that one your cause? Even even the, the Nazis took like loads of other of other symbols and changed them. So why not start with one that's not as corrupted as the swastika. Yeah, why not start with one of the less, yeah. lesser known ones? <laughs> Have a slow start and not even... Like a lot of start with the hardest one. A <laughs> lot of Nordic symbols got taken for like um, by neo-Nazi um, organisations. Why not yeah. try those ones first? Yeah, like why the, is it the swastika that matters so like much to Like the Sig runes, which were used for the SS symbol. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty rough too. Probably, so if you're listening, don't start with the Sig runes too. But, but, <laughs> but still... There are certain things like runes and there are certain things in, in Scandinavian culture that got taken, Nordic culture as well, like yeah. that got taken for neo-Nazi groups, the racist groups. And those, most people don't even know what they are. Yeah, and so you see that it kind of works to so reclaim then, a thing because I bet there are symbols from the Nazi times that even I won't uh, realize um, that have been used for uh, racial and racist uh, messages. Because yeah. it's been quite a while ago now, and you forgot about some of those symbols, so reclaim those that are ready to be this reclaimed. Is, but and this not is the swastika. The swastika is not ready to be reclaimed. Exactly. It's still in every documentary, in every, on every picture of Hitler, he wears the, the thing around his arm with the swastika on it. This is so my. So don't start with that. This is it's my. Just too much. Yeah. This is my. Th Jesus. This <laughs> is uh. Th this is. Sorry, like if people are listening to this, they'll they'll just sit there and wonder why I suddenly said Jesus. I said Jesus because someone made a massive noise outside, which I'm going to mm. have to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> but th 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 that's exactly the point, though. Is like, from my point of view, is it's like, okay, right, you want to be a hero and you want to reclaim these things. Why do you want to start with the the biggest one? What's it about that? Why is it that one that people really have this fucking hard on for? reclaiming yeah i mean it might be because it's i think in the buddhism and hinduism it's a very strong and very much used symbol in that culture and it's one of the the more important symbols there do so you think that's why they they want to do it 
No, but I no, think I don't. that might be a fair reason. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that's why people will say they want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because people... Honestly, I think it's because people just want to be doing something that's naughty and breaking a taboo. Which but is able, actually... But whilst doing that, being able to go, but I'm doing it for a good reason. The funny thing is, it's actually the same reason that um, racist people get it tattooed. Because they want to make a fuss about it and they want to break a taboo. No, no, <laughs> that's not fair. The reason racist people want to get it tattooed is because they want everyone to know that they hate whoever that's against. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I also think that's true. But I think a lot of people that become neo-Nazis nowadays don't even think a lot about the um, about the ideology that's behind it. They just want to be controversial and they just want to... Do you think? They just want to, they just want to show... That they just hate people. I don't even think it's that much about the race or the ideology behind it. I think it's just more about like showing that you're not happy with your surroundings and just. Do you really think it's more that you don't think it's a like a I racist think thing? With young people, it's more that I think that. Yeah. Right. What makes I think you think it's, that? It's like a rebel move, so to say. What it's, makes it's you the think it's that though? Because if you if you. Um, Like in Germany, when you see uh, interviews with people that go on right-wing marches and stuff like that, they don't know what they're talking about. They're not. They don't even get the ideology behind it. I would don't want to make it an excuse because it's still fucking wrong, and yeah. and you shouldn't walk with those marches, even though you might be there for another reason. It doesn't justify anything, but I think it might explain things. It might explain why why people join. In Germany, we have, like, in the gym where I went to, there's some people that uh, still wear racist tattoos, even if it's illegal in Germany, but they show them there because they walk around in their gym clothing. And there's a guy who has blood and honor tattooed all over his arms, which is like a big, big uh, racist movement to the day. And when he's in this... Jim, he's friends with Turkish people, with black people, and they're training together and stuff like that. So he clearly does not share this ideology. Right. So I, th I think he just got those tattoos and just claims to be a racist to make a fuss and to, to break taboos and to... Do you know what, though? I think almost everyone that's racist, they do tend to pick and choose as and when it suits them. Like, I, I yeah. think everyone <laughs> like I've ever met that I would consider to be racist, they will break their racism on certain circumstances when it suits them. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're not racist, though. It's like that classic thing that... No, they are. It's, it's, they no, are, no, no, they no, are not it, in the sense of the word. One second. It's a classic thing here where people go, I'm not racist. Then they'll say a racist thing and then they'll go, yeah, but I'm not racist. I've got a black <laughs> friend. My black yeah. <laughs> friend is, is totally okay with this. And it's like, yeah, but just because you've got one black friend and they're okay with you saying something doesn't mean to say that the thing that you just said isn't racist. Yeah. Yeah, true. Of course, of course, that's true. So it's kind of pick and choose ideology. But I just, I just want to say that I think most young people becoming neo-Nazis nowadays 
don't really know what they're getting into. Do you think it's mostly like a... Because the, there's a huge thing about the rise of the far right at the moment in all of, all of the European countries, in Italy, in France, in yeah. Germany, in this country especially yeah. as well, thanks to Brexit. Cheers. Um, <laughs> like, the, there's a rise of the far right. Do you think there's, there's an amount of... There's like quite a lot of those people that it comes from just a disenfranchisement of just feeling like they're left out they're forgotten about. Yeah, I think so. I think it's and a lot it, about it, frustration. It's a lot about finding a scapegoat. But do you think that they don't even actually believe in the, the racist ideologies that, that uh, no, run I don't through think, all of these No, I things? don't think they, they think that Jews corrupt the society. And I don't think they, they read Mein Kampf, the book that Hitler wrote. I don't think they even know about that stuff he said. Yeah. I just think they, they hate and they want to show that they hate in some way and racism is one of the e easiest ways to show that. When you say they hate, do you think that there's, there's like an element that they're just angry? Yeah, they're just like angry. They feel like they're disenfranchised. And, and it's just a way to show that you're angry at the world, to, sh to, to just focus your anger on several minorities. It's such, yeah, it's such a bizarre thing. And it doesn't excuse anything. No. Uh, I can, I'm repeating myself, but it's uh, important to say it, it's not an excuse. Just no, it's an explanation. Not an it's not a valid reason either. No, no. It's a ridiculous reason. Because yeah, it's the stupid. Thing, the, the, if, you, if you have that anger and you have that disenfranchisement and you feel like you're left out and you've, you've, like you are forgotten about, yeah. it's not those people that make it happen. It's not any other people other than political movements, governments and things like that, and corporations that, that do that. Yeah. They're the people that fuck you over. Yeah, true that. You know? But Be angry at them. It's easy to... It's just, if you're a little simple-minded, and you're not as... Uh, Which you I don't am. Wanna <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so I understand, no. <laughs> but um, it's easier to just choose... Choose an enemy that you can tell the difference by by their looks. So, if you just say, "Yeah, I don't want to," I don't want to. If you say, "Yeah, I hate companies," or "I hate certain certain politicians," or stuff like that, or certain opinions, you have to talk to people. Mm. If you just say, "Like, yeah, I hate people. I hate people because they're black," mm. then you don't have you don't have to to lead a conversation you don't have to do nothing you just yeah. you just have a, a a scapegoat so to say i think you're right the scapegoat thing like especially like in america with trump um people like white people especially being angry at mexicans because trump is saying that mexicans are coming and taking jobs like yeah. it gives people a really simple narrative of someone to be angry at as to yeah. why they're being fucked over. Yeah, I don't really think that there's anyone in America who really thinks, yeah, that specific Mexican took the dishwasher job I always dreamt about. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's... No, but I think it's more of a, a, a an overall idea that like a, like people who don't really understand too much about what's going on, it's an easy thing for them to grasp hold of and go, yeah, yeah. Trump, Trump says it's the Mexicans, that's why I'm unemployed. Yeah. Fuck the Mexicans. It's an easy sort of narrative. Yeah, and and people like to to take these this easy way out. Mm. I mean, it's not a way out, but it's a, an easy way to to find someone to be angry at and to find yeah. someone you can say who's responsible for the misery or probably in. But the thing that I don't I, the thing that I don't understand is how that can't be then like how people can't then look at that a little bit further and go, okay, well uh, Doug Stanhope, um, he's a comedian. He did a whole bit about like. 
if you if this is true, let's just assume it's true, and Mexicans are taking your job. They're coming over from Mexico. They're coming over the border. They can't speak English. They can't speak a fucking word of English at all. And they're they're coming and taking your job. They're better than you are at your job, right? Yeah. When they can't speak the language of the country that they're in, yeah. Doesn't that say something about you? Yeah, it's a fair point. But then, why, also, why can't the logic go further and go, okay? If that is true, and let's just say that is true, and people are coming over from Mexico, for example, in America, that's the, the easiest way of putting it, is like they're coming over the border, they can't speak English, they're taking your job. Why are they taking your job? Who's giving them your job? Yeah. And why are they giving them your job? Most likely it's because they're being paid less. Yeah. So then you shouldn't be angry at the person who's being paid less to do the job that is in quote unquote your job which is ridiculous because mm. it's not your job it's no one's job until they have the job but the, the the person paying that Mexican to do the job are they not doing the wrong thing by going well I'm just going to undercut everyone until I get the cheapest that I can get yeah. you know yeah that's kind of true and I think most uh, most people born in America won't even won't even work under these conditions. I mean, the, well, the immigrants they they don't get paid shit. Like they they can the barely thing. make a living. Yeah, this is the ridiculous thing. Like, same here. Like all of the jobs. Like, because we've got that with Brexit here. Is people are like, oh, Eastern Europeans are coming and taking these jobs, and I can't get a job. And it's like, all right, you know, all of the jobs that Eastern Europeans do, things that you wouldn't go and you wouldn't like, or English people who have been born and brought up here. Mm -hmm wouldn't apply for. They, they're doing all of those jobs. Like they're cleaning toilets in schools and shit like that. Like <laughs> you're, you're not going to do that. Yeah, you are. For, the, you for are. the lowest possible wage, you're not willing to do that. And it's, it's the thing that frustrates me is it's a little bit like, stop pretending like you would have been willing to do that job. You wouldn't do it. Yeah, and and that's that's just uh, the thing we just talked about. It's It's not... It's not about reason. It's just about being angry, being frustrated, and finding someone to blame. Yeah, slashing out of the wrong people, though. Yeah, it totally is. Totally is. Yeah. But these people, deep down, they they know that they're lashing out of the wrong people because they they never they never sat in a in an office and applied for a job, and then a Mexican came in and took it from them. That never happened. That never happened once. It doesn't happen. No. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And this is why I said un earlier on in quote unquote, your take your job. It's like, it's not your job until you get the fucking job. <laughs> and if someone else comes along and gets that job and you don't, they haven't taken your job. They've I've taken heard, a job. I've never heard of a person that got fired because of a Mexican immigrant. No. And it, like, like Doug Stanhope says, if that is the case... That someone you're doing something definitely wrong. You're, you <laughs> must be shit at your job. If yeah. someone's come in and they've got more of an acumen for the job than you have, and yet they can't speak the same language as the yeah. country, then you must be doing something pretty bad in that job. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's kind of that this whole. Um, hate towards foreigners and immigrants kind of it kind of snowballs because you you start accepting these ideas because you I don't know you don't have a job or something you find the you find that scapegoat they offer you that scapegoat 
like in that example, Trump offers you the Mexican as your scapegoat, and you accept that thought, and then you start to blame all of your problems on minorities, and especially the the ones you get offered, like Mexicans. And I think yeah. that kind of snowballs, and in the end, you might become like a real racist, or might adapt those ideologies and ideas, because people tend to start um, fooling themselves and start to to make up ideas that are not even true that support those theories, that support this hatred and stuff like that. Like what? What do you mean? Like an example is in Eastern Germany where there's a big um, racism problem there. So like... Yeah, that's the most racism in Germany is in Eastern Germany. Because what, sort of, what sort of parts of Germany would be Eastern Germany? Um, as an example, Sachsen, which is a Bundes, uh, uh, yeah, Bundesland, a state in Germany. It's pretty bad there. Thüringen too. Mecklenburg-Vorpommern too, but uh, your listeners might not know all these places. But it's just the some eastern part, the former clever, DDR. Some clever, clever person will. <laughs> There's probably at least one clever person that listens to this. Yeah, shouts out to you, clever person on the other th other side. But, Good work. Um, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> no, it's um, it's the former DDR, right? And um, there's so very is, would that be like the sort of uh, parts of Germany that sort of border onto like the Czech Republic and yeah, that area yeah. around. Not there. the I think yeah, parts of it border on the Czech Republic and like. Um, But not not lower not southern eastern Germany. It's the northeast right. of Germany. Okay. So not Bavaria, just right. the northeast of Germany. Right. And um, there's a lot of unemployment there, and that kind of leads to a lot of um, hatred and racism. There's yeah. not much money around there because when the ma when the when the wall the Berlin Wall fell, um, the the companies moved out of there onto the west because um, there's much more money there. So they still suffer from that. And there's a lot of racism there, like I said. And um, if people get asked how many immigrants they have in their uh, state there, like Sachsen, and a lot of people tend to, tend to answer it's like 30 or 40%. 40% immigrants, that's crazy. And it's actually, it's actually about, I think, 4% or something right. like that. And they just... They they have to know that it's not nearly 40%. Because, I mean... Use your eyes. Use your eyes, yeah, right. But they just they just adapt these, th these thoughts because they kind of fit in their worldview right now. So they just believe it yeah. for no reason. Just because it kind of supports the theory that their country gets taken over by immigrants, which is complete bullshit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strange thing though in this day and age where like people are like, but then to be fair, I do this, and I know a lot of people that do this in different ways. Um, but the idea that people just accept things like that, like someone someone comes up to you and goes, "40 percent immigrants around here," and someone goes, someone else listens to that and goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, it is." <laughs> in this day and age, it's like you can just go on the internet and you can look it up. You can yeah. look up the facts. Yeah, you can find you can find what the actual statistics But are. The thing is, you can also find these quote alternative facts on the internet. Mm. So you can always you can always find some place where the stuff you want to believe is written down and can use it as quote unquote proof. Yeah, 
to say, yeah, well, on this side it says it is 40%. Yeah, it might not be, but someone's written it down, so it's, it's true. Or but you've what? got to look at who's written those things. That's the, the, all, that's the only thing you've got yeah, to but do. Maybe if, you don't if, want If to. you're reading a thing and you're going, oh, it does actually say that it's 40%. Who wrote this? Ah, it's written by Nazi Bob, head of the Nazi party in wherever. You know. <laughs> then you're going to go, I think he's probably got a, a particular interest in stating that. Regardless yeah, sure of it is. Fact or not I'm just, fact. I'm just saying that facts don't really count as much anymore. It's a little bit like if there's a thing online that says sugar's good for you. It's probably written by Coca-Cola. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> written down, so you can just read it and stop thinking, just accept it. Yeah, people do that. I mean, like Trump tells a lie every five seconds. Like, feels like that. Trump just, <laughs> Trump just. Every time he breathes out, lies go into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Trump? Nothing. I was just breathing. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. But yeah, and people just believe it because they wanted to. So it's 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 not about facts anymore. How do you combat that, though? I think it's hard to combat. I think you can just convince people if they want to be convinced. If they just if they just know, no, I, I, I don't want to believe uh, the facts. I just want to, I just want to know. It's not even believing. I just want to know what's true. I just want to believe what I want to. You can't really change that. I, do you know what I think makes a massive difference? Is like when people, when people's circumstances are better, they generally don't tend to care about things like this. Like generally, they don't get, they don't get frustrated so much. They don't get angry at the, yeah. the situation because I think part of the rise of this whole far right is there's so many people now that are being disenfranchised because, like, there's huge recessions. No one has any money. Yeah. Like, there's loads of unemployment, and that's those things cause people to have a frustration and want to lash out at something. Mm. So I, th I think probably like. The better, the better we can get a society where pe more people are employed, more people feel like they're useful in some way, the yeah. less likely they are to be so angry to want to lash out at all of the wrong people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, uh, like, like we started uh, the conversation, like, um, I think that one of the main reasons for all this hatred is just people being poor and people yeah. being unemployed and people being just feeling useless in society. The trouble with talking about that, though, is you don't want to end up demonizing poor people in as, in as much as saying, like, oh, well, look, you know, racism comes from people who are poor because no, they're angry at being I'm, poor and things like I, that. I think racism comes from being people that are unhappy. Yeah. And poverty makes you unhappy a lot of times. Yeah. It makes sense. So it's not about, I don't want to say that poor people are bad people. No, Far of course not. I'm just, I'm just saying not. that. No, I'm not, say, I'm not saying you are. have a hard time. Yeah, I'm not saying you are saying that. But what <laughs> I'm saying is like, it is a dangerous thing to put it all on poor people in that way and just go, well, look, poverty breeds this and then therefore this and that. Because it, it just, it demonizes poor people. Unfairly. Because, you know, there's tons of poor people that aren't yeah. slightly racist and don't act out in that way. Yeah. And on top of that, the, the people leading these racist debates those are never poor people. It's just, I think the fear-mongering works well, the among poor people very well. Yeah, the people who you can are grab them by it. the fear they already have. They already have fear of, like, having problems existing, don't having yeah. any money, can afford a living, and you can grab them there, and you can get them there. And give That's them the thing. The people who manipulate it are, are not poor people. No. 
Like, but they know how to manipulate poor people. They, yeah, they know how to manipulate people in poverty and people who want to get out of that. By like Trump giving them, giving them. A yeah, his goat. his main base is poor white people. Yeah, quote unquote white trash, like they say. Yeah, poor un unemployed white people. Yeah, and that's a lot in the states. He knows that and he uses that. Yeah, and he doesn't even help them. No. He's talking about, yeah, we're going to lower the taxes, we're going to lower the taxes. He didn't. He lowered the taxes for rich people, for Did himself. He? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's kind of, it's kind of sad to see that they still hold on to him like the savior. I think though, like what it is, is it's like with things like that, politicians... I think people have got sick of politicians and the way they talk and how they talk about things. And I think there's a lot of people that have, they probably don't actually think Trump's going to do anything. They probably deep down know that he's just talking fucking shit. But yeah. he's saying things that resonate with them of going, look, we're going to get you jobs back and things yeah, like this. He just and deep knows down, to talk their language. But deep so down, say. those people know that he's talking shit. But it's yeah. the only thing that they've got where it's someone saying something that they need to hear. And it's... It might be uh, the first time that someone is talking to them specifically. Yeah. Because, like, normally uh, the stuff politicians say tends to be, tends not to be very, uh, how do you say, approachable? Approachable? I don't know, it might be the wrong word. You, you don't have, it's not easy to understand, and you, it, it kinda, it's kind of complex to you, yeah. and it kind of, Yeah, it doesn't feel like like a yeah. buddy telling you, hey, I'm going to help you up. It doesn't feel like you can understand it or it's part of your world. Yeah, and sometimes if you just put it simply, that might help, even if there's not really something behind it. If you just say, hey, you're going to be so rich. That's what Trump says all the time. You're going to be, you're, you're going to win so much, you're going to be tired of winning. There's no message behind that. It just no. sounds nice. Yeah. And people buy that. Because they think, like, yeah, winning. Sounds fine to me. I think the big problem is that to fix any of these social problems that we have, which we have tons of them, all of them to fix them are incredibly complicated. And the things that you need to do are very difficult and lots and lots of things to fix them. And people don't want that as an answer. People want, this is the problem. How do we solve it? We do X. Yeah. Or we do Y. And that's it. Yeah, but that's what people want. It's not that easy. <laughs> it's never going to be that easy. Would be nice if it would be like. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it too. But it's not going to be that easy. I'd love to be tired of winning by now. I mean, I am pretty <laughs> tired of winning. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Me and my girlfriend, we have all these like games when we go to the pub, and you know, we're pretty tired of being the winner of all of them. She should get better at it. <laughs> She listens. Yeah. To, she listens to the podcast as well, and she'll listen to that, and she'll be fuming because she's actually won fucking loads of them. She's so much better than me at pool. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good at table football. Like we we ended up having a bit of an argument one time about table football because she's too good at it, and I got upset. So you get angry. I got yeah. moody. Yeah, I lashed out. Hmm. I can imagine. <laughs> Now I'm I'm a, like, I think when it comes to to games like that. I'm a I'm a fair loser, so when I lose, I'm like, yeah, it's not that important. It's just a game, but I'm a, I'm the worst when I win. So I'm a fair loser <laughs> as long as the game's fair. Yeah. Right. This is why me and my girlfriend. And if I'm just better uh, better than you, is it fair or no? This, <laughs> this is why me and my girlfriend fell out. Right. 
was because she's she knows she's ridiculously good at table football. So you think she should hold back a little? She should give me a little chance because <laughs> well, when we played table football, I'd never played it before. Why not? I'd never played it before. You've had plenty of time to play. Yeah, but I didn't. I can't change the That's past, mate. Kind of your fault. How dare you? <laughs>